Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. All right, welcome back, good people of Go Deep Nation. I think I just made that up. Fuck it. Just a friendly uh, reminder, we are a member of Go Deep Productions, and this is Go Deep the Podcast. We have a website, godeepproductions.godaddysites.com. Uh, you can go there, listen to our podcast live from there, or you can do it from the tabs, or not the tabs, you go there, but you can also go to the tabs, rather. And if you want to get, get in on some of our gear, go for it. Uh, just click the tab, and if you like it, great. If you don't, come on Instagram. Twitter, wherever you want to contact us and let us know you hate it. We always love to improve. On the show today, we have a very special guest, someone that's never been on here before, but they love to talk about aspects of society. The one and only Raj. How are you, pal? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm So the reason for our podcast is today is we want to open a couple eyes. You know, there's a lot of people that are sleeping and, you know, we hear this term in a lot of ways when people are talking about other um, stuff. But today we're talking about the red pill experience. So the red pill is an idea that came off of the matrix, you know, when Morpheus hands uh, Keanu Reeves or Neo a choice. He's like, you can take the red pill, the blue pill, the blue pill is supposedly we're, we're, what we're all been uh, given. The red pill is the exit. You can come out and see the real the real world, the real truth and whatever. So what is your take on the red pill right off the bat? Uh, basically, it's just the men to realize that they've been lied to basically telling us that, oh, you have to be romantic. You got to do this. You got to do that. Oh, girls like the nice guys and you just go work and provide and that's enough. And in fact, it isn't. It's like uh, it's basically men waking up thinking, wow, I've been told this one thing. And then they realize totally opposite of what they were envisioned, especially like marriage in today's society, like the postmodern society. Like they realize just going to work, having a middle class lifestyle isn't enough for a majority of these women. So if and uh, if uh, if I may, if we were able to yeah. actually live a happy life. And, uh, you know, everybody did what they're supposed to. Then the blue pill is not a terrible thing. Would you not agree? No, it's not. It's a, it, The thing is, it's a wonderful idea, marriage and everything. But society has changed, especially on the women's side. Because if you look at, we've had, what, three waves of feminism. Yep. There was no there was no activity for men. So it's like if you empower one side of the equation, you automatically disempower the other side, right? Like yes. There's no balance. Like if you keep empowering women and nothing on the other side, which is the male side, obviously the dynamics going to change. For instance, 80% of the divorces in North America are initiated by women. We're also living in the first time in history where women are outpacing men in uh, universities. Also, uh, job-wise, more women are going to colleges, but also getting more income than men now starting to happen. Which we're, so, not, we're not upset about um, the idea of equality, I don't think. I, that's I, yeah. I think that's a very good thing to cover. Yeah, because basically men have been told, "Oh, just go to work and provide a middle class life." But for majority of women, the average middle class life isn't enough, especially if she's making the average income. And majority of women are making forty thousand to fifty thousand a year, which in this climate isn't enough for anybody to uh, to survive. It's on. not, but it's not. But if her man makes that, like we have a thing in the red pill, it's called hypergamy. Yes, and this is natural. Women always look for a man who's taller than her, and number two is more money, or I should say, more wealth. Because if just because you're making eighty k, but she comes from a really rich family with a lot of assets even if you make 200k but her dad is a millionaire and she has the millionaire lifestyle she doesn't want you right women are always looking for men with more money and who are taller than them and this has to do biological because if you look at the natural law 
women want a man for two major things, provision and protection. And that's provided that a woman is attracted to a man. Obviously, there's different scenarios, but we're not covering those particular ones today. Yeah, of course. There has to be an initial attraction, but overall, especially as a woman is past 30, she'll forego the attraction, like, oh, he's good looking or whatnot. But if he could provide and protect, because let's face it, majority of women, not all, majority of women do want to have children. So Raj, is it safe to say that you're a fan of not toxic masculinity, but masculinity in itself? You know what's funny? The term toxic masculinity only, I've only heard it probably maybe definitely in the 2000s, but Really, maybe 2010, past 2010, I've heard this term being tossed around, which I don't understand because what what, are, what is toxic masculinity? Just being a man doing what men have naturally been doing, following our natural biology. Like, I don't I don't understand. Men have always, even, even this whole Hollywood scandal where like these high executives were taking advantage of women. We know this is happening. It's been happening for years and it's always going to happen. Anytime a person in power can like, pressure someone because they have that power they're gonna do it it's just it's been going on for years it's just i guess recently i get for me pretty much from 2010 and onward i've been hearing toxic masculinity toxic masculinity being thrown around and i don't believe in it i think men are men and they're gonna do what their biology tells them to do yes some things are harmful some things are not but just to use toxic masculinity because there's also toxic femininity yes of course it's funny that you're you're saying this right uh the raj so i just did a quick Google search, and according to drivethrough.com, signs of toxic masculinity are like violence, aggression, bullying and harassment, homophobia, misogyny, uh, refusing to seek help when struggling mentally or physically, engaging in risky behavior that might cause harm to uh, oneself or others, or engaging in unhealthy behaviors like smoking and drinking. Now, the last I checked... Those aren't um, particularly a single ge- uh, gender's uh, problem. I I mean, I think I've seen 100%. every gender do that. I don't. I don't. You know, 100%. I'm, not, I'm not breaking females, down. Yeah. Yeah. Females do uh, do aggression, smoking, or anti-hum, anti-homophobic slurs. Everything like it's not based on one sex, like male or female. It's just I think this is all just propaganda saying toxic masculinity. You being a man over this is being toxic. Like if you tell if a man says. I don't want to date overweight women because I'm naturally not attracted to that. You consider it toxic. Or if you say, I don't want to date a single mom with multiple kids because these aren't my offsprings. I don't have an incentive to take care of children that aren't mine. I'd rather go make my own. You consider it toxic. Well, you know, I'm glad you kind of brought that up there, Raj. So in Canada, anyways, I can't speak for the U.S. or other countries. But in Canada, if let's say in this hypothetical situation, you were to meet a woman, get married, and she has a kid. And you find out, let's say even a year later, maybe five years, and you find out the kid's not yours, the government still sees it as legally yours, and you're still on the hook for it. It's an interesting way yeah. of looking at it, right? Yeah, because the, the judge could say, listen, the child only knows you as the father, and like you played the father's role. I know this, there's many cases in the States where it's like that, where if you played the father's role or your name is on the birth certificate, you're stuck. And basically, the state would do whatever is in the best interest of the child, which is obviously have an income. But also, the state doesn't want people to naturally take the tax dollars off the state. The state, remember, men are always been disposable in society, right? Anytime there's war, hey, women and children, you go hide, men, get your, get up, go and fight and die. 
Well, that's right? happening right now in Ukraine, not to... Uh, exactly. So or, men have always been disposable. So the state, the court, they just look at it like, listen, man, you're working. The child is your father. Your name is on the birth certificate. That's a legal document. So legally, you're stuck. Or if you've been raising the child for so many years, the judge will be like, listen, that child sees you as a father. You've played the father's role. You're in the father's shoe. Yeah. You're, you're going to be paying for this child. And what's a man to do? It's like... That's why I say, guys, be very, very careful. And even now, if you look in the red pill community, a lot of men are saying, get a DNA test to make sure it's your child. Like a preemptive before the, like after the baby's born, like like literally coming out of the Yeah, because the I, even since Chris Rock is booming, there's a comedy sketch from Chris Rock from back in the day. And he asked the audience, who tells the biggest lies, men or women? And he, and he said, it's women. The biggest lie? It's your child. Wow. Right? And he said that back, I think it's it's like one of his uh, old sketches from a comedy show in the 2000s. Yeah, Chris Rock said it. Who, he has the audience who tells the biggest lie. And obviously the audience, the girls are like, man. And some men were like, woman. And then Chris Rock's like, woman. It's your child. Because that is one of the biggest lies a woman could tell a man. Yeah, that's a scary right? one. I, I remember one of the things that Chris Rock did say, uh, and it gets played on a lot of social media, especially now recently, is that only uh, women and children and animals are loved unconditionally. And men are only loved... Uh, based on what they can contribute. Yeah, again, it goes back to the natural law, which is women see men for two natural things, provision and protection. The provision, we live in a capitalistic society, right? We're not living in hunter-gatherer society or anything. We're living on a capital-based society. So provision, what do you need? To, if you need to provide something, you need money. You need assets. You need capital. This is the society we live in. So this is why when men are like, oh, women are gold diggers. It's true. They are. But it's their natural biology. You look for a man who could provide because at the end of the day, woman wants to have kids. She needs a man that could, you know, help her pay for the kids, you know, provide the nice lifestyle while she takes care of the kids. Because women are natural nurturers by nature, right? Yes. They want to be with the babies. But in order to be with the babies in society, they need food. They need shelter. That's why they need that man to provide that. And even protection. This is goes back to why women tend to look for men who are bigger than them, like taller, because they seem it as more of a strength quality, right? If you're big, you can protect me. They and even if you safe. ask women why they look why they look for taller men or guys who are bigger than them, it's because they like to feel that safety net where he could pick me up or he could protect me, he could, you know, tower over me. I feel like he, he's a protector. So it, it comes back to those two always natural things when they look for a man is provision and protection. So Raj, let me ask right? you something. I want to rewind things a little back, a little bit. I want to get a little bit of a background here on you. What what happened to you, if anything happened to you, that introduced you to the red pill? Like, what was what, what happened that that opened your eyes? Well, I guess like every red pill guy, it's always a bad breakup or someone that they thought uh, you know it's always a bad breakup. Pretty much for me, yeah. it wasn't a marriage or anything. It was like a dating thing, and uh, basically, I, I thought I was doing everything right, like going to work, providing. Like you know, I had a house. I was you know making over 100k a year in my 20s, right? Like I'm 30 now, 33 now, but in my 20s, I was doing a lot of overtime, making 100k, and you know, I thought I was doing everything right. But then I noticed like I have a house, my car is paid for in cash. I travel and I was with the girl and it still wasn't enough because she's like, she was always wanting more. And then not only that, since I was working a lot, I didn't have the time to spend with her. Right. Yeah. So, and then I found out she ended up cheating on me. Like, uh, uh, basically she gets a WhatsApp call while we're at a restaurant and it was like a guy's picture. Right. Yeah. And I was looking at the menu, but I could see cross-eyed, like, you know, from the side of your eyes because her phone was on the table Yeah. and I could see the picture. And then she, I just remember she was sitting next to me, but she grabs her phone and just puts it close to her and she, 
pretends to like be the menu next to me, but I saw it and I, and that's when I knew, right? Yeah. And then eventually you talk and you were texting and girls will tell you the truth, but also lie. I, I've been with a lot of girls and this is how they do it. So I saw the phone call it was on a WhatsApp, right? Yeah. Okay. But she was saying she was texting her sister, which is true because she showed me a text like, you know how I'm with Fido and I text through Fido service? Yeah. But I could also text through WhatsApp. It's two different uh, apps, right? Pretty much. Well, one's like just a regular uh, text carrier and one is uh, yeah. like an app. Yeah. Yeah. So the WhatsApp is So she showed me her text with her sister, which she was texting. Like I see the timestamp, but that's with her phone service. So I, I told her, no, open your WhatsApp. Yeah. WhatsApp. What's that? And then she, her eyes opened up like, oh, he saw, right? Yeah. She should. And then I, then, yeah. So I'm like, who's the other guy? This and that. And, uh, she started crying. And this is another thing that I tell men. If a girl starts crying, she's just been caught in a lie. Okay. Like, so girls it's like, are good at it's putting like a on deflection. the tear work. It's like a deflection. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Girls are girls are good at throwing the tear works instantly. Like, I always tell guys, if she has an audience, the tears are fake, right? So, she, as soon as she started crying, I knew. Like, I was always a red pill aware from my previous relationships, but this one was a more long-term. Like, I didn't know what the red pill, I didn't know all these things. I just knew about female nature, you know. When they're young, they want the bad boys, the cool guys. You've got to have the money, you know. you got to have a car, yeah. right? Yeah. But I never knew, like, the t- red pill terminology, but I knew how women operated. Because okay. I've experienced dating since middle school, but... And, you know, I watched behaviors, but then, uh, yeah. So when she started crying, I just knew it was like, okay, it's over. Right. She, and the thing is like, she's tried to contact me back and stuff, but it's not worth it. And that's why I tell men, because you know, it's funny because in the West, you guys, like in the West, there's always been that terminology of cheating wife. Because uh, the guy's always working. Think about it like this. There used to be, uh, back in the day, it used to be the milkman. You know, when the milkman used to deliver the milk. Yeah, yeah that's why there's a term. It's like, uh, I know that the kid's not yeah. the milkman's or the mailman. Yeah, so it went from the milkman, then it went to the mailman, UPS driver, or FedEx guy. Now it's the Amazon driver, right? What about, hold on, hold mean, on, hold on. But what about the garbage truck guy? Like, why is he getting no love? I don't know. Maybe it's just <laughs> that garbage guys. I don't know, right? <laughs> But it's, it's already uh, putting up that, shit. Yeah, it's always been that terminology. Now I understand why, because the average man, the women don't want the average man because let's face it, man, like we said earlier, 40 to 50 K isn't enough to raise a family. So a man is usually working 70 hours a week. Yeah. Because men will go out there and work 80, 90 hours a week to provide for his wife and kids. That's no problem, right? Kill himself. But the problem is if your wife is alone at the house, she's bored, right? And you're not spending time with her and women need attention, like, Attention is like the woman's key thing, well, right? Let's, they let's, love not, uh, let's not paint all women. I, I would say this is, you know, just like there's a certain type no, of... No, I'm not painting no, no, I know you're bad. not. I know. I'm just making sure the audience <laughs> understands that this... We're not saying that this is all women. We're saying that this is a characteristic of certain type of women. Just like this yeah. certain type of no, women. No, no, but all, all women do want attention. They yeah, love attention. They like all women. That's their thing, right? But not all women are going to cheat. But I'm just saying like when a man has to spend, you know... 80 hours out, out of the house, always working, he's never home. I could understand why she would, you know, look somewhere else or look for a guy who's giving her the attention, right? Yes. Like, and, and I told you, in my 20s, I was making a lot of money, but I, I had to put in the hours, right? Of course. So it's just one of those things. And that's, that's why I tell, like, and that was probably the longest relationship I had. But then even then, I've been pretty much, like, dating here, dating there in my 20s. Like, I really didn't, like, settle down because I'm always working. And I knew that to have a decent relationship, you got to spend time. And No, 100%. You don't, and time is a big deal. I get that. Like, it's uh, it's like when you want to, uh, I remember an investor, like, an uh, investor guy, he was telling, he, he was saying, 
if you want to start a family, it's like starting a business. You better have the money and you better have the time. Yes. Right. And if you don't have the money, then what's the point of having children? Like you need, we need finances. We live in a capitalist society. Like we're not, you know, we're not living off the farm here. Right. Let's yes. be real. This is the 20, 22nd century. Like you need money, but you also need time because if you're not spending time with your children to help raise them, give them advice, or you're not spending time with your wife, obviously she's going to look elsewhere. Right. It's what it is. I, if it's, and that's why a lot of average time. guys have it tough. I'm sorry. What? I said, I, I guess if it's the wrong type of woman. Yeah. Like if you're not giving her any attention, some women would just walk yeah. away and there's just like men, right? Like we all have uh similar characteristics, but uh, before we, 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 go for further with what you're talking about so you you catch her she has the tears and then she has the story for you and what is the story she delivers to you does she just come out front and say hey i fucked up and then she's no the tears she's like oh he's just a friend he's just a friend he's just a friend and she was crying but i, I didn't want to hear anymore because like i've been in previous relationships and stuff but i know woman nature and stuff okay like i found the red pill after that but it was basically i knew all this stuff i just didn't have terminologies like the red pill gives terminologies to all yeah. this and why they do this so i already knew this in advance because i've been like i've been dating girls since i was in like middle school like i guess 16 right so but this was like i think i was 25 or 26 and uh yeah and you know what it broke my heart but i'm just like you know what whatever and the thing is i had to dump her like you have to move on with life like you know you can't couldn't agree and she that. did try to contact me a couple of times once on facebook he messaged me and then i how didn't did bother you, talking to her how did you fight that urge to talk to her because i feel like there would have been an urge for you to be like oh no guaranteed there's always urges to go back to your ex or to look them up to see what they're doing a hundred percent any guy who says there is no urge to go back to an ex look up or reminisce is a liar like there's yes. always that urge, but you've got to cut it. Like for me, I deleted her phone number. And I remember I even wrote down her phone number. after Before I deleted it, I actually wrote on a piece of paper, stored it away somewhere. Like, you know, just in case I need that number. Yeah. I really didn't need it, but, you know, the attachment's always there, right? Yeah. So I deleted all the pictures because I even thought about saving one or two, but I, I just deleted everything because I'm like, you can't keep reminiscing. No, because you're going to get hung up, right? Okay, so. Exactly. Here you are. So I deleted her phone number. I uh, deleted her off Facebook. Well, I had her on Facebook for a while, and then I deleted her. And even the even the number I wrote down, like a year later, I went and I ripped it up. I'm like, you can't keep anything from the past. You got to let it go. In the memory, it's safe. if it's in your memory, it's fine. But just don't have anything around. Yeah. Because I always thought, like, if true masculinity, you have to do stuff out of duty, even if you don't want to do it. You got it, and you got, as a man, you have to keep your emotions out. Like females will keep stuff from their exes and stuff as reminiscence. Because remember, females are more emotional and they're more feeling oriented, right? Yeah, they have connectivity as a man, to those objects. Yeah, as a man, you gotta let things go because as a man, you do things out of duty. So uh, I just deleted everything, photos. I deleted her on Facebook. Then she contacted me like a year and a half. I think it was two years later. She just randomly contacted me. I did talk to her. I ain't gonna lie. She when she contacted me, I didn't reply right away. I was thinking about it. Then I think like a week later, I might have been drunk and I just replied. But then we got into an argument. Yeah. And uh, she ended up like I guess blocking me, but I didn't care. And then it's funny because then like a year later, she added me on Instagram, but didn't talk to me. I didn't talk to her, but I knew it was her. It was like a fake account, but. 
like the pictures and I knew it was her, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a fake account. It didn't have her pictures, but like it had like some stupid silly photos and a restaurant photo and the restaurant she used to work at. So that's how I knew it was her. She didn't reply, but then we didn't talk like we didn't talk at all. And then six months later, I guess she unfollowed me and then sent me a follow request again. So I guess she was trying to see if I would talk to her, right? Just, you know, yeah. unfollow me, then send the follow request. But I didn't accept it. I declined it. I didn't accept it. So besides that stuff that you're speaking of there, Raj, what were you doing to heal? Were you doing... Um, um, the more plates, more dates, the no more Mr. or nice guys, the, uh, the oh, rational bro, male was, or what, like what, what no, was, I hit the gym, I got jacked and I was just fucking girls left, right and center, bro. Like I always tell guys like bad breakup, you want to get over it, hit the gym, just lose the weight, become better. Like get that aggression out in the gym Yeah, and then just go fuck as many girls as you want, go travel, like live your best life basically. And when they, and when, you know, like, live the best, like, like what, I went to, uh, what, I've been to, what, 17 countries so far? What? Yeah, I'm 33, I went to 17, and when I turned 30, I remember I went to Dubai for my 30s, I spent 17,000, a little over 17,000 Canadian for just one week in Dubai, man, I flew business class on Emirates, which was like five grand, I went to the Burj Al Arab, stayed one night, which was like 1,500 US for one night, wow. like, remember, I, I'm making good money, and I'm a bachelor, right, so, like, I would hit the gym, and, you know, there's photos of me being jacked and before not being jacked and like when like there's a thing in the Red Bull community that says like as a man you should be on your purpose on your grind because remember at the end of the day you as a man you have to build value women are born with value yes remember women's value to society as if you look at historically it's always been the value of her beauty at young age, but her fertility for giving birth, reproducing for society, right? Reproducing for the tribe. So that was always her value. And that's why women have always been protected because like you could have one man and a hundred women and that one man could take care of all the women and those women could reproduce for that tribe, right? Or society. You don't need a bunch of men in society. That's why men have always been disposable in war and stuff. They'll always go fight and die because women are the valued ones. Men, we have to build value, right? So do you find it kind of... um what is the word I'm looking for? Do you find it tricky that society tells us otherwise? So as we're going up, yeah. society's like, well, you know, men are, you know, already valued and, you know, women are at a disadvantage. What is your feeling on that well, when the reality is the actual opposite, in your opinion? It's exactly. It's the exact opposite. You're, men, I always tell guys, you're not valued because there's a hundred different men out here. What makes you so valuable? Nothing. You can't even reproduce for society. Yeah, you hold sperm, but we have sperm banks now. So I always, you have to build value. You have to get rich. Like like 50 Cent says, get rich or die trying, right? Yeah. As a man, your value to society is or like, what can you provide society? Like even, uh, even in many cultures, fathers wouldn't give their daughters to any man, right? Like, can you provide for her? Can you protect her? So I was telling them, you have to build value. You, like you, you just being an average guy is not going to do anything. You got to have either a six pack, go to the gym, get jacked, get money, drive a nice car. Girls have intrinsic value. They're born with value, right? They just have to preserve it. Like if you look at a girl who sleeps around a lot, no guy wants to marry her, right? When you look at but, um, the red pill, they talk about the sexual uh, market value of men and women. They say that women, by the time they hit their early 30s, are now lowering in their value in the sexual marketplace and men are actually mm -hmm. increasing. What are your thoughts on yeah, that? It's 100% because remember, men have to build value and usually men are at their peak 
they say around 35, you know, he's uh, worked up the corporate ladder. Now he's in senior management position. And senior management position really doesn't come to a guy in, in their 20s. Now we're talking about regular average guys. We're not talking about musicians or pro athletes. You know, these guys, they sign a big deal. They're, they're an anomaly. They're not in the norm. We're talking about like, let's say 80% of men were just average guys, you know, who started working part-time, then full-time. They work up the corporate ladder. They become the vice president, CEO. And usually that happens later on in their life and they're 35, 30. Even guys who are trying to be doctors, they don't really become doctors till they're 35, right? True. Or vets, so I that's guess. why they say men really peak later on. And, uh, so that's and based take completely on their value. Stuff, then. Age, yeah. We have to build our value constantly, right? For women to take. Now, obviously, there are guys who are just born six foot with a chiseled jawline who are handsome at a young age. But in order to provide and protect men, usually peak around the 30s or later on is when, you know, they have their car, they have their house, they're or their own place, you know, they're making good money. Usually that doesn't happen in their 20s, right? But for yeah. girls, girls aren't valued on what they can provide or protect. Let's face it, we live in a society where women are valued on their beauty. Yes. And women are really the most peak beauty from, uh, what, I guess, uh, 18 to 27, like basically 16 once they hit puberty to around 27, 30 is their peak beauty, especially in the early 20s is when they're the most beautiful, right? If they take care of themselves, they fit. And we know this because men are visual. We always want the woman that's most beautiful. And you also see this in the business world where anytime there's always marketing, what do you see? You see skinny, beautiful women, right? Even McDonald's, they don't advertise fat people. No. It's always models that are eating McDonald's or, you know, and it's not the norm, right? But that's what it is. We live in a society where women are based off their beauty. Men are based on what they can provide in for society, basically their income. And, you know, we we see this every day where guys are like, oh, girls are gold diggers. But yeah, they look for a man who can provide and protect and we always see guys being um, blamed for dating younger women especially like you know rich old men yes they're always with the models and stuff because that's what men are naturally biologically attracted to is of course beauty right you can call it toxic masculinity all you want but this is what men are attracted to. You can't hate them for following their natural instincts. Just what? like you can't hate a woman for going for a rich dude because that's her natural instinct is to look for a man who can provide and protect, right? I think we have it all mixed up, though, when we talk about masculinity. That's why I took the second to read out the difference between toxic and regular masculinity, right? Ma- masculinity is just like being confident and being aware of your skills. And, you know, tra- traits are traditionally viewed as masculine in the Western society include strength, courage, independence, leadership, and assertiveness, right? So, you know, and then when you look at toxic masculinity, which we've already talked about, it's like, you know, some of the features of toxic masculinity, I guess, could be kind of mistaken for some of those qualities of masculinity. But, you know, at the end of the day, like everybody wants their cake and eat it, too. And you're seeing this today, like when we when not we. But when women were finally liberated, which, you know, rightfully so, no one should feel oppressed. No one should feel like they have to do something under the guise of somebody else, right? If you, if you don't want to live yeah. that lifestyle. But I always wondered why, you know, and I'm not a government conspiracist by no means. I, uh, I, can, I like to talk about conspiracies, but this isn't so much one. But don't you notice that when that changed and we did that change, the only, the only entity that really uh, benefited was the governments in the Western societies because they were able to collect more tax. Nobody was at home watching the kids. Now we need daycares, right? So if you look you climb the ladder we need more 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 people doing those fields instead of having you know someone that's actually taking care of our kids and you know if you want to push it even a little bit further i would say that 
a lot of today's crimes or divorce rates are based on the fact that this entity, the government, is making a lot more money based on the fact that now two parents are grinding themselves to death. Oh no, this is a, a lot of people have been saying the government in the Western societies is too big and they're in everything. Like marriage used to be a union between two people, right? Yeah. Then, uh, then you had the government get involved and have all these marriage certificates and I don't think the government should be involved in a union between two people because, like, let's face it, you're right. Like, the, the whole reason to put women in the workforce is just another tax dollar for the government. It's also to take that child out of the household and basically put them indoctrinated into government schoolings where yeah. they're programmed, you know, this is the way, this is the way, right, from such an early age. So you you don't you used to have, like, parents, like the mother would stay home and, you know, give good values. But if you look at, like, if you look at society now, and especially now with more and more children growing up without a father, like, I forgot about the stats, but the stats are out there that there's more and more uh, children in every community. There's children growing up without a father, right? And we know that majority of the people in prison come from single mother homes. We also, there's also that FBI stats from the 80s and 90s where uh, they were documenting and they coined the term then uh, serial killers and serial, uh, serial rapists. Okay. They found a common thing that majority of these men, they were all men, majority of them were like 99.9% were all men, let's face it, that were serial rapists and killers, but majority came from single mother homes where the father was absent in the house. So it was no father figure. I'm so glad I didn't and have that same they, problem happen to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's true because uh, they they realized that was one of the common things when they coined the term serial killers and serial rapists in the 80s was that these men were coming from single mother homes. And then even if you look at the prison system widely, just between men and women that are incarcerated in the federal prison system in the U.S., it's also the same thing. Like they come from fatherless home. Because remember, the mother provides the nature, nurturing and caring, but the father provides that discipline, right? Don't step out of line, you know, or you're going to get punished. No, that fear wrong. of authority. Yeah, that fear of authority is usually comes from the father's side, right? So these kids grow up without that fear of authority. They think they could do whatever they want. And you also see that in high school dropouts. It's majority coming from single mother homes, right? That's another thing. And I do believe they're trying to take fathers out of the... Because remember, I, I believe the new feminist is Marxist feminism, where they're just trying to take the father out of the family household and it's it's simple because the male in the family the father would always die to protect his family right yeah if you take him out of the equation then you could just do whatever you want to the family especially the children like if you look at the like like this whole thing toxic masculinity one of the key things is telling men to be more in your feelings right yes which is very dangerous because one of the key differences between the men and women is that when men go into their feelings, men are more aggressive They're by angry. nature. Yes. Yeah, we're angry. Like we, and when we get angry, we're not like typically women where they just yell. Like we get physical. Because even when two men are arguing, we know that there's always like an underlying threat of violence, like physical violence. 100%. You can feel the electricity. So when two like men are arguing, they know, yeah, they know to just, you know, they'll argue, but they'll know in a way where it, they know in the back of the mind, this could get physical any moment. Versus women, they're more in their feelings, but when they, they, they'll cry or they'll yell or scream, right? That's the difference. And if you look at recent school shootings in the U.S., man, it's all up. And it's because you're telling these young generations, oh, go in your feelings, go with your feelings. But these weak men who can't control their feelings, what are they going to do? They're going to take a gun and start shooting up the place. So that's why I think it's dangerous to tell men to be, oh, be more in your feelings. You can tell that's a woman. 
women, that's no problem because they're less aggressive. They resort to less physical violence. But when men get in their feelings, it usually ends up with physical violence. Let's just be honest. Like, yeah, I get that. So I don't so want to go too deep I, into it, but I, uh, I want to save it for another episode. But I do agree with you know the whole idea of the, the establishment is too too far into the household. They've almost got a seat at the the, the head of the house, almost in a sense, because yeah, it, it, it's crazy you, because. You look at family law. It's ma- it's massive. Where um, there's a huge disadvantage. But I want I don't want to go into the family law stuff. I want to save that for another day for us. But I definitely want to go further in what you were about to say. No, no, just no. You're right because the people are complaining the government's too involved in the union of marriage. And just quickly, like if you look at all the red pill stuff, it's mainly guys who have been divorce raped. That's the term they're using: divorce rape, right? What is the term again? Ninety percent divorce rape. Oh, divorce. Basically, rape. they go into the family law thinking what, and then they realize everything favors the woman and child versus the men like i remember i said men are disposable yeah so they'll be like okay you make this here you go she gets this she gets half and most men are just like ending up on the street and there's videos of guys going like to jail in the state these videos come from the states where the county judge is like okay you're not paying spousal support you need to go to you're gonna face jail and it well, blows that's not my far mind off because here in canada either i don't know if you're aware of that but it's not far off from here no, but the majority of these videos are coming from the States. Of course. Yeah. Like, there are some videos, there's some stuff from Canada, but if you look at majority of the Red Pill stuff, it's mainly from the States and they show evidence of like, like I remember one, there was this guy, um, I don't think there was kids involved, but uh, he had to pay uh, alimony, right? Yeah. To his wife. And this guy is a carpenter, so he, he didn't have a job. So, and I think it was like 200 something dollars. So the judge was like, so do you have the money? So he's like, no. And she's like, well, you're in arrears. Like, you owe so much. And he's like, well, what? she's like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, well, I'm a contractor. You know, there's no jobs right now. Like, you know, he's a laborer pretty much. Yeah. And then it's funny, his wife sitting next to a lawyer on the other side. And this guy didn't even have a lawyer. I don't know if he can even afford a lawyer, but his wife had a lawyer and uh, she just said to the judge, I'm just, I just want what I'm owed judge. Now, if you look at the, the, I was reading the comments and she's like, what? And this is a grown woman. She's not disabled. She just like an average size woman in her late thirties or no, like in her forties. She could easily go out and work, yes, right. But the fact that she says, "I'm, all, I'm I only want what I, I'm owed," like go work then, like make your own money. Like, what do you need his money, right? Like, I well, mean, yeah, this was alimony; it wasn't even child support. The agreements yeah. change, and you're no longer together. Why would it be expected that you would be? Yeah, but it's expected because she probably didn't work, and he was the only work. And that's why I tell guys: if you get with the girl and she's never had to work, well, the judge is going to be like, like you, have, "You have to." entrepreneur in cars i think that guy was talking yeah. about it and there's so many different things that he's kind of lightly touched on that i'd love to hear your opinion on as well, well. Basically, you have to keep her accustomed to the lifestyle she's used to basically if she's never had to work and you were the sole provider the judge is gonna be like you're gonna continue to provide like there's a guy who worked he basically he's a west indian trinidadian and he basically went and found his wife back home brought her here and he was telling me he has to pay alimony and he has one kid with her and he has to pay alimony and child support but uh basically because she's never went to school here yeah. and she never had to work so he has to pay that but i think it was something like she's gonna go finish her ged for high school and then he thought he didn't have to pay but then she's like no i'm gonna go to college for three years so i can earn my earning and the judge is like yeah you're gonna have to continue to pay right wow. And another thing for guys who are thinking about, oh, I'll go find me a woman from overseas. Uh, the Canadian government 
has passed a law where you're responsible for her for 10 years. So, because, you know, there's all these sham marriages, right, where guys go back home, sister back here, and the quickest way to bring someone from overseas is through marriage, right? Yeah. So rather than family sponsorship, so some guys, so they found so many fraudulent things. So the government passed a law where if you do marry overseas and you bring her here, you're responsible for her. So if it doesn't work out or the government knows some of these girls are just using men to get into the camp, yeah. you know, get the citizenship. But if your marriage doesn't work out, you're responsible. She can't go on welfare in Canada. Yeah, you're signed, you've signed off that you're going to be covering her. So, so those guys who are thinking, oh, I won't date a Western woman, I'll go get a woman who's more feminine, more, you know, the old school family value stuff. But if you bring her here and it doesn't work out, you're going to be paying to keep her here. The government won't give her welfare. Wow. Just because they've had so many sham marriages. They know, we know what people are doing to get into the country. But yeah, wow. But yeah, you, basically you have to keep her accustomed to the lifestyle she's used to. So this is one of the tricky thing is you do have to pay alimony. And let's face it, like, uh, it's funny because the three, what is it? I think it was something like two or the three richest women in the world right now got their money through divorce. Can you believe that? That th- I believe it, unfortunately. I, I believe it all too. We well. all know who those are. Bill Gates' wife yeah. and Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. Yeah. The two richest women in the world right now got their wealth through divorcing their husband. I'm assuming, now, that I'm assuming the number one is Oprah, no? Uh, Oprah, she's only worth one billion. Only? <laughs> only worth one billion. Now, Jeff Bezos had to give, what, $40 billion to his wife? If you could Google it. And then uh, Bill Gates is worth whatever, and he's divorced his wife. My God, these guys are just giving away wealth, eh? Well, you know what? Those guys don't need to worry. It's the average guy that needs to worry. And you know what's funny? Uh, I'll go back to Chris Rock. He also said this about when, uh, was it Chris? No, I think it was Eddie Murphy back in the 90s. Eddie Murphy said something where, it's one of those guys, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, where he's like, you know, I could understand when a man, like the average man snaps, killing his wife. I don't want to say this, but basically he was saying, you know, I think he talked about some athlete and he's like, you know, this guy's worth 200 million. He goes through a divorce. He's left with 100 million. He's not starving on the street. You know what I'm saying? No, 100% he's not starving on the street. But the average guy who only has, let's say, $30,000 in savings and he loses half that shit, he's like, I can understand why he snapped. And the audience was laughing at that. But it's true. Like, divorce isn't bad for rich men because, like, they got so much money. Like, oh, wow. And I remember when Bill Gates was going through divorce, everyone in the Red Bull community was like, oh, this, oh, she's going to get half that. But let's face it, even if Bill Gates came out with $1 billion, you think he's going to starve? No, he's not going to starve. He's going to have a hard life. Apparently, this divorce, he's not going to have a hard life. The divorce for Jeff he, Bezos was worth $150 billion, $150 billion divorce, and she made $38 billion out of the deal. You imagine those lawyers? Like, that's it. They, oh, yeah. they can close shop. They're good, too. And, you know, that's another thing. Uh, it's like, like the lawyers, divorce lawyers, you have to be careful. You have to get a good one because there are some that will work with the other lawyer to keep fighting, especially if you have a lot of money. The average people don't really need to worry about it because lawyers know you guys, like the average person doesn't have much assets inside the house, maybe a car and a few in the savings. But uh, if you look at uh, celebrities, like like Nick Cannon famously said when he was divorcing his wife, Mariah Carey, it was an amicable to, uh, like split, right? Yeah. But they realized the divorce proceeding was just taking longer and longer. And then, you know what? They both sat down at the table and they're like, Warrior, what do you want? What do I want? This and that. They wrote out it up and they gave it to the because they realized and they don't blame the lawyers for doing what lawyers do, which is they're doing their hustle, trying to take as much money from these Well, people there's lots of can. money on the table. Why wouldn't you want to exactly. take it? Not that yeah. you, you so, should, but... So, you know. Yeah, so basically the lawyer would be like, 
oh, why are you giving him this? You should take this. And they're like, yeah, 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 let's go back to court. And every time they go back to court, it's more hours being billed, more proceedings, right? Yeah. And then Nick Cannon was like, and he doesn't blame the lawyers for doing their hustle because that's their hustle, understandable. But they're just like, it's dragging on and they're just taking more money. So that's another thing guys have to worry about. It's just the expense, like court fees, lawyer fees. And you know, it's funny. It's basically, they say divorce is down and that's because no one's getting married in today's time. Yeah. But it's also a lot, a lot of men aren't fearful of marriage. They're just fearful of the divorce because let's face it, 80% of the divorces are initiated by women. What would you do if you were in power and you could change the laws of how society deals with marriages and divorces? I honestly, the best thing, if you have children, I would stick it through. I, w- I think you got to get rid of no fault divorce because really now people are just like, oh, we had an argument. Let's just go divorce. Seriously, like I know people that have been together for five years, they, they get married and three months later, they're divorcing. I'm like, what the hell happened there? Right? Yeah. Literally, like I, like I have cousins that have been like dating five years and then suddenly three months later, you're like, okay, somebody must have cheated, but nobody's saying they cheated or anything. It's just, oh, we didn't work out. And I'm just like, what the hell? You guys only been married three months. Like, no, it's funny because my neighbor was telling me, he, he's an old timer, but he was saying how because his kids are divorced and they're remarried. But he was just telling me how kids now they just oh we had an argument. This is divorce because there is no fault divorce. It's like simple now, right? So I also tell guys to be careful because some women just want that marriage, like they want to be the princess for the day. And this was what a, a female told me. She has two sons. They don't have kids or anything. And uh, one of her, uh, she was telling me one of her sons got married, but he can't have kids. I think he has some sort of biological problem. Yeah. So he can't have kids and she remembers like before the wedding there was like a wedding party and her future daughter-in-law or ex-future daughter-in-law was going around telling people yeah we're gonna have lots of kids this and that and she heard this she's like what and then she confronted her son going she does know that you can't have kids right he's like yeah, yeah I know I told her like hey so whatever they got married and then literally uh, I think it was like five months later they she filed for divorce from him. and uh, the one I think she was saying how did she wanted to have kids but he didn't want to have someone else's kid like I think she, I guess she was going to go to a sperm bank maybe or something Yeah. and he didn't feel comfortable like having another man's kid I, I don't want to get into that but basically she divorced him quick and she looked at me and she literally said this like I think she just wanted to have that be that princess for the day like every girl's dream is just to you know have that wedding show off okay. all the attention is on me and I tell guys to be careful because there's a lot of women that just want that they they don't want to be a wife they just want that marriage they just want that marriage to say hey i did it i got someone to marry me or i got to be the princess for the day all the attention is on me because let's face it the wedding day is her day it's not your day well i just it's looked not a it up here day. for you uh the no fault so i don't know exactly when it changed but according to one article on google from april 14 2021 why are divorces in canada called no fault divorce in canada most divorces are granted on a no fault basis this means that a judge may grant you a divorce without you having to prove that your spouse violated the marriage contract leading to the breakdown of the marriage so it's funny though because when you read further into that the parties entitled uh the parties entitled to property division custody and or access to their children and to support is not affected so that's kind of misleading because it says it's not affected but you know that it's going to be effective somewhere else so you're going to be paying more money elsewhere it's almost like they broke it into two and they can make more money by doing it in two but the actual divorce itself is cheaper but you're just going to pay more for it down the line when you go to family court yeah i could be wrong 
No, no, it's true because if you got because if you get into an argument or a bitter feud, then she could drag it on. Especially if she was a stay-at-home mom, like you're gonna get divorce rate. Like, and especially if there's an argument, a feud, and you guys don't hate each other. But if there's an amicable split where you guys are like big, it could be very cheap. It could it could be a couple hundred dollars. You guys, you know, she has to have her own lawyer. You have to have your own lawyer. But before you even see the lawyer, just say, "Hey, you're getting this. You're getting that. I see the children here. I see the children there." You tell both your lawyers, "This is it." They sign off on it judge signs off on it boom but then there are those like I know guys that I work with that are feuding with their wives or ex-wives and after the child support is done she'll take you back to court for uh, either your pension because she guys forget that your pension is considered your asset too and she could be entitled to half her pension if she doesn't have one right and if it's a bad feud she could just keep going back oh I need this thing like I know guys who are just paying just so they don't go to court like I remember my barber was something when he had two sons and when he was going to divorce he just said yes to everything she she did because he knows if he gets into a fight with her, she could be like, oh, I want more money here. And he was a barber. And uh, the thing is, he makes cash money, right? So she could easily tell the judge like, oh, he's hiding income this way because he makes cash. He really has this. So she wanted so much so for the son. She's like, hey, I'll give you the cash here. Boom, boom, boom. Divorce, boom. You know, he lives in an apartment by himself. He's making the money. But he, the first thing he said was he's seen his friends and cousins go through a bad divorce. So he's like, anything she says, yeah, yeah, okay, fine, right? Yeah. Because if, if you get, because sometimes, man, it's like, and it's, it was on the Richard Cooper clip where he actually had a lawyer who was an ex divorce lawyer. You can find it on Richard Cooper's clips and the divorce lawyer, he was saying, I always tell guys, make it as quick and painless as possible. And one of the things he was saying, don't argue, don't go out and get like a new, younger, hotter girl and show her off on Facebook because if your ex-wife gets pissed and you know that old thing, beware a woman's scorn or whatever that expression is. Yeah. She could drag you through the divorce court and you'll just be mentally stressed and uh, you'll be financially losing money with lawyer fees. So, and he said, and he's a divorce lawyer and he's like, listen, just make it quick and painless and move on with your life because you have the rest of your life to live. You know? And some divorces can be very, very bad. Man. So I always tell guys, just, I seriously, see, I see the future heading with no marriages. And they say divorce is down. That's because no one's getting married. But I see the future of people just hooking up, having maybe common law because yeah. that's the thing in Canada, right? We can't escape. If you live together for, I think it's one year, considered common law you're almost better off so just having your own property if you could afford to buy it before that everything that went crazy well right? you know there there's uh there's guys like i forgot his name he's a comedian and uh he has three rules in relationships uh no marriage no children and uh, no cohabitation right because i think only quebec and canada doesn't have common law because they have their laws based off the french system while the rest of canada is the british english system laws right so and common law is considered like a marriage in the canadian family courts so if any guy is just living with his girlfriend after a year or I think it's two years, it's considered a marriage. So it has the same uh, aspect as a regular marriage union. So guys need to be careful of that. What do they have here? A common law relationship is when two people make a life together without being married. Quebec law officially calls these couples de facto couples or de facto union to be considered a common law a uh, couple in the eyes of, of the law is not always necessary to live. Together. This is according to uh, a Google search of Quebec law. Yeah. Common law. So yeah, this, wow, this is lots of good stuff. Raj, yeah, and I think, I forgot what the length is, but I think it's one year or it could be two years. But I know Quebec is a province that's different because they have their 
laws based out of the French system while the rest of Canada is the English system. But yeah, basically if you're living together and she lives with you, man, and she, and you guys go through a divorce, boom, like even if you don't have kids, she could take half your assets because it's considered marriage. And that's what's scary in Canada. I don't know how it is in the States. I don't think they have, I think some States have common law marriages in some States, but not all the States in the U S but like me, I got to be careful because I have a house in Toronto and I got investments and stuff. So, you know, I just can't bring any girl in because if she proves that she lives here and this is her place and she's helped keep up the upkeep of the property, she is entitled. Like I remember uh, one guy in the Red Bull community was saying how he, I think he signed a prenup with her, Yeah. but she moved in and they were together for like seven years. But when it was time to divorce, she wanted some and the judge awarded her some money. Basically, let's say the house is worth uh, 500000 in 2010. She moved in and we're getting divorced in 2017, seven years later. So that house was initially worth 500000 when she came in. But the seven years she spent in the house, she could argue, oh, I paid some bills. I helped clean up the house. So she helped maintain the property that you're in. Yeah. Yes, even though she signed a prenup saying she's not entitled to it. This is your house. You had this house before her, right? She was entitled to a portion of the appreciated value from 20. 2010 to let's say 2017. So in 2010, the house is worth 500,000. In 2017, let's say the house is worth 800,000. So she was entitled to a portion of the 300,000. Jesus. Well, you know, it's not always that case. I've heard uh, the case uh, of this common law stuff when it comes to houses being bought and purchased only in one of the, the couple's um, name. And I've heard cases mm-hmm. where, you know, Someone's taking the other one to court and they tried to do, uh, to get money. And the judge turned around and said, your name isn't on here. Peace. Yeah. And literally. If the house is, yeah. If the house, if you got the house before her, she can't take it. It's, it's your property. You came into the relationship with it. Yeah. Right. So it's only fair you leave with what you came in. But if she could prove that the appreciated value of the asset was like, she helped maintain, she helped pay the bills. The judge could be like, yes, you came into that relationship with this asset but she doesn't it's only fair like she helped maintain it she helped it grow so that was the only one case where the guy's like that's what and it was only a portion of the three hundred thousand, and it wasn't even the 300 that was the market value the judge used uh, the actual property consensus uh i don't know but i live in toronto so uh for property tax purposes they always give us enough value of what my house is worth right yeah 100 percent. And, and it's always far less than market value i think they the last one i got i think it's impact municipal something but they value my house at like 680,000, I think. And that's where they take the property tax value from, right? Yeah. But my house could go for 1.2 million. Like that's what the market value recently houses in my area got sold for, right? Yeah. But they never based it off market value because let's face it, Toronto's market value is a bundle of money coming in from Asia. It's just blue, right? Which is And crazy. it's a small bungalow. Yeah, it's a small three-bedroom bungalow. But the city of Toronto always marks, like values your house reasonably. And I think they value my house around 600. So he was saying like the judge used the municipal value of the house, not the market value where somebody could come in and fuck. They could, some guys could come in Toronto and just give you two million for your house, right? That's yeah. what's going on in face. But they don't use that. They actually use these like actual legal municipal documents so yeah so she got like a portion not a lot he was saying but it was still a kick in the face right like 100 but uh, it's different when there's kids involved there's also like i personally heard case from a friend uh, where his brother like him and his wife were going to divorce but the judge said that the wife can stay in his house and he had the house before her but the judge was like i can't just kick a mother and two kids out some which is fair i get it right where, where, where are you gonna send them to like no and uh, this guy 
he works at Rogers. He's like he's pretty high up, like I guess upper management. I think he makes like two hundred something thousand a year. But his wife never had to work, you know. And I guess it's his own fault because he married a beautiful woman. Like when she was younger, she was beautiful. He has two kids with her. And uh, basically, I was looking, I was talking to my friend. And he's like, so the judge is like, she gets to live in the house too. And he's like, yeah, because the judge was like, oh well, she she uh, she only has her high school. Plus, she's like in her forties now. It's like she's never had to work. And where are you gonna kick a mother and two young kids? Like I think the kids are like nine and 10 like where are you gonna kick them out right yeah i get i get the i get some aspects of so that. you know you get that aspect so some guys like and he had the house actually before they even dated or got married and had the kid so yeah but uh i i don't know what happened after that i'm sure he's definitely paying child support and this maybe even or definitely alimony because she's never had to work while they were together and she has two young children so it's not like she could just go to work you know raj i really want to we could go on this for hours there's just so much to cover and i'm hoping we can have you back out here for another episode Based yeah, on your bro, time there's area. so much thing. And you know what's funny? There's been guys telling, like, I don't know, have you heard of George Likas? No, who's that? Oh, buddy, uh, he's a famous guy from L.A. George Likas has been saying this for years, don't get married. And he's been married, like, five times. This guy's, like, a millionaire radio host back in the 90s and early 2000s. George Likas, Likas 101, L-Y-K-E-S-I-S. I don't know, type it on YouTube, some of his old uh, radio shows. And he's been saying, like, don't get married. Like, he, I, I would say he's probably the god father of the red pill community before it became like before the access to the internet and youtube okay. yeah george likas has been saying this for years because he's been in many relationships he was dirt poor got money he's been with so many relationships women he tells he tells guys how you pick up girls huh, interesting yeah there's just more casual hookups more there's like even me man i'm 33 i see a lot of single moms out here that are 30 late 20s right never married but have these children or like one or two kids like it's just it's just no one's getting married and just making babies i i really think that's the future of society man like you're just gonna see more and more people just hooking up having kids and that's pretty much it like going they, you day. won't see that marriage union the contract of marriage i think it's, i think it's a dying thing and you even see it now because they're saying a lot of these bridal stores are closing down you could even google it like bridal stores closing down slow business and whatnot well some of that is because uh i believe that industry is grossly overpriced to begin with because they know it's only one day well in the case of uh george likes there it was five five days right so you got it they got a week out of him but still like that's pretty expensive right yeah because they know you'll spend the money it's just like certain industries like they know women and the man will always say yes and that's the problem i always tell men you can't be a yes man all the time yes 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 to please your woman like they know in the wedding they could charge whatever if the woman wants it the man is going to say yes either because he's afraid of the woman just bitching at him all day or he's afraid he's not going to get sex they know. They, they know the access to a man's wallet is through a woman. They know. You don't believe me? Look at the clubbing industry. How many of these girls get in for free? The guys have to pay. Yeah. And they know they let the girls in for free because they know the girls are going to make these guys buy them drinks. Yeah. Overpriced drinks. They know. The industry knows everything. Like even diamonds. Mm-hmm. I mean, Japan's making diamonds in laboratories, pressuring sand in like vacuum tubes. Yeah. Right? It, it becomes worthless. But there's guys out here going, oh, this diamond's different, this diamond's different, this diamond's different. But you know, the guys are, like, there are guys who afraid to take your like fiancés into diamond store because they're like she's gonna go to the most expensive biggest rock right like, they know like even freaking valentine's day bro like come on and you know i've gotten into arguments with exes over valentine's day because i refuse to buy shit on valentine's day and here's my thing you're telling me the establishment tells us that february 14th is the day that you have to prove your love to your your girl you have to buy her chocolate flowers take it to a nice restaurant yeah, and, uh, let me ask you this. is that really 
showing real love because your girl's expecting it, right? February 14th. Oh, Valentine's Day. He's going to show. Me. It's not. Wouldn't it be more valuable that you surprise her like March 26th, just randomly with flowers? Isn't that more meaningful? She's actually surprised. Oh, what's this? Isn't that showing more real love than saying, oh, February 14th is coming up. That's the day you had to show your love to your woman. And your woman's like, oh, yeah, February 14th. Like, it's bullshit. It's a business industry. Well, I was going to say, you know, um, the retail industry is hurting pretty bad for money at that point. So it's an easy pickup after the Super Bowl TV buys, right? So I think a lot of that has something to do with that, too. The problem in our society right now is we've been sold that materialism means happiness. The more stuff you have, the more happy you are. Men have been told happy wife, happy life, which is bullshit. You can't have a good life based on another person like you have to be you have to make yourself happy you can't look to others to make you happy to begin that's just dumb even that doesn't make sense happy what so you're telling me if only person b is happy then the person a is truly happy that makes no sense to me it's like telling me that michael i have to make you happy in order for me to be happy that doesn't make any sense so men have been told this happy wife happy life no like most men are in sex with marriages we know this from the stats when all these guys become right for the like yeah i haven't had sex in 10 years there's even a co-worker with us where i don't want to say his name maybe when we're in person we'll talk but he said he hasn't had sex with his wife in 10 years he just he divorced her like two years ago but they haven't had sex in 10 years jesus and I'm just like, fuck, what are you doing? He's like, well, we were, I was in it for the kids. And guys lie to themselves saying they're in this marriage. They're not. Because I told them, if you were in it for your kids, you would still be in it. Yeah. You just had enough of her. Like, And this guy was getting verbally abused by her. He was telling me shit. And I'm like, you just took all this? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I ain't going to lie. Most men in today's society are such pussies. And I get it. Some of them are scared to go through the divorce machine because yes. they know they're fucked. They have kids they got to pay for. They got to pay alimony maybe sometimes. And if she doesn't have a good pension, she might take half my pension, right? Yeah. And then you're right. So I understand most guys are scared of that. But you know what, man? Sometimes, like, I remember my barber, he said this, like, sometimes having a peace of mind is worth more than all the gold. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more there, Raj. Yeah, just having that peace of mind stress-free money is so much more worth than having money in the bank or this because and especially you know what man as men get older we don't really it's like a man can sit on a couch in front of the tv and just be happy you know and there's and not there's, to anybody. there's definitely nothing wrong with that there raj folks just a yeah. friendly reminder there um you can get our our gear at the store just go to godeproductions.godaddysites.com. Click on the link, get the gear. You can listen to the podcast. You can click on our link tree and connect to the other podcasters if you'd like to get in contact with them via Instagram or Twitter or whatever form of social media. Raj, we're definitely going to have you back. We could do this for hours, literally hours. And I'm so appreciative of your time, sir. No problem. And one more thing I got to tell you, sure. which is the major change in this whole dating environment is social media and dating apps. Yes. And I say this because women have access to so many men hitting them up on dating apps that they don't feel like they should be entitled to one man. And I'll leave it at that, but this is something guys have to know that previous generations of men never had to deal with is we had the internet boom, but then with social media and dating apps, women are getting constant attention from men, not just in their city, cities outside their cities, other provinces, nationwide and international. So you guys are competing. It makes perfect sense. You're you're not just competing with the guy down the street. You're competing with the whole uh, district. Back in the day, your dad might have competed with two other guys from his school for, for his you know, future wife, right? That was it. Your woman only knew the men in her community or in the city. And yeah. now there's international, now there's international dating, going back and forth, long distance dating. You can FaceTime each other all the time. Like it's, 
totally changed. And a lot of the old timers don't believe me, but I'm in my generation. Those guys come from a previous generation where they didn't have anything like this to compete with. And this is why you see a lot more women filing divorce is because they think they have options, but they don't. For instance, there's a lot of women that think, oh, I'm just going to leave my husband because they put on a dating app to see what they get and they think, oh, wow, all these men are swiping right at me. I think I could do better. But here's the sad reality for any female listeners is when you go out there, are those men willing to commit to you and be in a long-term relationship or even marry? Chances are no. They're just looking to get laid. Well said. That's just be real. It is. It, it is. It's been proven. Like these women are out here complaining, oh, can't find a husband. It's because these men just swipe right because they're just horny. They just want to get laid. They're not looking for marriage, making you their wife. And especially single moms, like you guys are really out of the ballpark. So, so that's why I tell females, be careful with that social media thing. Just because the guy's swiping right doesn't mean he's interested in you long term. He just might be a horny guy looking to get me. Well, we're definitely going to deep dig deeper on that next time we speak. We'll go right into the, more of the social media slash beta mail, and we'll see uh, wh- where it takes us. Yeah. Folks, a wise person once told me, nobody likes a tip. So that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep.